0: Looking back, and I always quote Steve Jobs on this, is that you can't connect the dots looking forward. You connect them looking back. And that's completely my life. I had family and friends looking at me pivoting every two years of my career. Like, what are you doing? And I said, I don't know, I'm just following my gut. I like it, so I'm going to do it. There's a truth to that. Your body and your mind and your heart knows where you're supposed to go. You're just supposed to trust it. This is The Personal Finance Show.
1: Hi, I'm Bo Humphreys, and this is The Personal Finance Show. Darlene Padgunaraja never fit in with the status quo. Darlene is a pioneer. She started out as a registered nurse and is currently working at an agency for financial advisors. This is not a very common career path. Darlene is an excellent example of someone who built her own career path by creating new roles and systems that fit her skills and interests. Just because you started somewhere doesn't mean you have to end up there. Just because a role doesn't exist doesn't mean you can't make a case for its existence. It's okay to reinvent yourself and even take a pay cut rather than stay somewhere that you don't belong. It's only by trying different things and making changes that you're able to find your true calling. Darlene joined me in Toronto in Trinity Bellwoods Park to tell the story of her non-traditional career path and how she managed her personal finances along the way.
0: Well, my first job I got when I was about... 14. Okay. Uh, I was, my mom was a nurse, so uh, naturally I hung around the hospital, and my first job was actually in the kitchen. It was all of $3.10, I think I started at.
1: Okay.
0: This was when I was 14.
1: $3.10 an hour. An hour. Okay. (laughs) Um,
0: So I remember kind of that experience of this whole idea of earning your money. Like, and it was a crappy job. Like, I was, you know, washing dishes, clearing off trays that came back from patients' rooms. It wasn't extremely glamorous um and i remember like a raise being like up to 325 and that was like a massive it was a massive thing so um so that i remember i don't really remember allowances per se i remember just being able to ask um if i needed anything but i wasn't a very uh I wasn't very demanding <laughs> in that way. I didn't really need anything or want anything. Yeah,
1: so they took care of your, your basics exactly. if you needed it, but you were making this three twenty-five dollars so. <laughs> eventually, an yeah. hour to, to buy what?
0: Um, Oh, gosh. It probably, to save? Yeah, I think I, I did do, sh- at that age, around 13, 14, was when you start getting interested in clothing and, yeah, sure, and fashion sure. and all music. So more kind of that type of stuff. We're going out with friends. It's kind of like the age where you start to go to the movies by yourself and become a mall rat a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I think it was more for that type of thing. In terms of my family and I didn't actually realize this until I was older and you look back on it in retrospect. Money wasn't really talked about.
1: Okay, yeah, so you like just maybe if you needed something.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't I think I had a sense of I I had an idea of what my parents made. My mom was a nurse like I said. My dad was a chemical engineer. We lived in a small town of Midland, Ontario. Midland, nice. Yeah so first like I felt like first visible minorities that ever inhabited the entire town. Um, so there were challenges around that being, you know, visible minority. You're in a basically predominantly white town, French speaking. Okay, yeah. So that was an interesting kind of context and background to all of this as yeah, well. Yeah. And because, you know, my mom as a nurse made pretty good money. My dad made... Good money compared to more of the blue collar work that was available in a small town. Friends would see me and say, oh, you guys are pretty comfortable. You guys look like you're doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Especially when we upgraded from a really small side split to like a two-story house. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so you're doing all right. We're doing all right. And, you know, school for me was paid for. Um, oh okay
1: that's nice yeah so that so where'd you go
0: I went to McMaster yeah yeah and uh how I ended up there wasn't uh exactly something I necessarily planned on because so when I applied to university I actually applied to three completely different programs because I had no idea what I wanted to do okay what were they so (laughs) accounting at Waterloo yeah computer studies uh, or computer science I can't even remember what school it was okay. and uh, and McMaster was my third choice for nursing because my mom was a nurse and I kind of caved into the pressure I was like just do it if you get in it's great I had a really great teacher that though that um, counseled me and said look if you do your nursing it's a portable it's a very portable career okay. you can go anywhere in the world
1: and a body's it really? yes yeah, it's, it's a body's
0: a body's a body
1: okay well yeah I can go to Australia and be a nurse. regulations of Australia but it's other countries yeah
0: other than passing exams sure um and now they're making it a little bit easier for nurses to cross over um I think the NCLEX which is the American version and the Canadian they're trying to kind of consolidate that so there aren't so interesting many, yeah okay. so, so nurses it is, can move it is portable. over. it's portable it's international it's kind of a Kind of like an international job, just like a doctor. Or, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's not like accounting where you have completely different rules. Yeah, and- you
1: do have. Yeah, it's kind of restricted by country. Eh? Yep. So you had these really different options, uh, <laughs> like accounting versus nursing, for example. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I did accounting in university, and there's no way that I could do nursing. I just right. I wasn't there. But you you had both of these parts of you.
0: Yes, and um, I knew going into nursing that I didn't or I wasn't planning on staying in the clinical field there was a lot of options so this going back to the teacher that counseled me he Mm -hmm. said to me look you do your nursing you get your degree first and foremost this was before degrees were mandatory yeah okay Um, and he said that degree will basically open up everything else you want. You want to do accounting, you do business with your nursing. You do administration, yeah. you do hospital, yeah, admin. Yeah, There's, uh, if you want to do tech, go to the tech side. Although that wasn't really talked about back then because this was back in 93 and uh, you know, the internet was barely alive um, Yeah, back so maybe then. the
1: computer studies or whatever it was called, wouldn't wouldn't have been the best one at that time. No,
0: it was. Just it was. Days. It wasn't the thing it is today in yeah, terms of an option. Sure. Um, you could kind of. S- it, it didn't. It didn't look as the opportunities were not as yeah. open yeah, right, right now
1: it's like gold, now it's golden like exactly take programming in your your yeah. mobile well, app development or whatever yeah
0: take like my son <laughs> like take a stem class right? perfect yeah okay. yeah so um so yeah so basically i ended up at mcmaster because i basically got early acceptance okay i got guaranteed residence nice. and what my teacher had told me kind of sunk in and I actually was—I was interested in healthcare. I actually thought, well, if I'm going to go through healthcare, I might start off with an undergrad in nursing or science, and then have the option to maybe pursue being a doctor. Okay. Um, so that was kind of something in the back of my head. If if I like this, if I like dealing with people, kind of, you know, face to face. Yeah. This might be something that I could have as an opportunity once I'm completed. So. That's
1: probably a good one to choose because you're right. Like you could apply the accounting to healthcare and stuff it's just it, you can't really do the other way around that's right
0: <laughs> so if you're
1: interested in one do the one where you can then add things to after be in administration or whatever you exactly w- might want to do with it or like run a run a hospital or run a clinic exactly. which is what uh, you would be qualified to do especially yep yeah, yeah yeah business is is like an add-on yeah kind of like you know yeah. I chose it as my main thing but it's it's everywhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's like how tech is now. It's like you add yeah. tech to whatever industry, and you That's can it, basically right? maneuver your way through. So. Um, yeah,
1: tech is. Uh, yeah, tech is now everything. Yeah, we we were talking about that uh, when I was talking with Brian Daly, right? right? Recruiting, yeah. and I was thinking recruiting for tech positions, and he's like, uh, tech positions are everywhere.
0: Yeah. This yep. is
1: this everything. right? Yep. So you ended up so then, so you're So you an RN?
0: Yes, so I'm a registered nurse. I'm actually <laughs> okay. now, because I haven't been in the active practicing class, I'm actually in a class called non-practicing. Okay, so yeah. I still basically pay for the right to say I'm an RN, but I'm not actually. If I ever wanted to go back, I'd have to go through a series of... Um, uh, I don't know what I'd have to do. I'd probably have to prove so many hours and sure. extra learning, and make sure that yeah. I'm back on but the game. But it'd be
1: easier than yeah. starting over. Starting over, exactly. But yeah, no, I know the feeling. If uh, you know, if you have a designation, or you don't, if you if you're working towards a designation, you take a break. You yep. everything changes a little bit. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah.
0: And I mean, it's that whole guilt that I I could have easily said, you know what, I'm not nursing anymore. I'm not really interested in going back there. Let me just cut it off. But there's that feeling of I earned it. I worked four years for it. Yeah. I want to hold on to it. That. And yeah. uh, it's, that, it's that sentimentality or that feeling of, I, I don't want to let go of it. So I still hold it. Um, and it's and it's served me well, I yeah, think. Yeah, so
1: you started working as a nurse. Yes. <laughs> so, yep. you, like, right away?
0: So the fourth year of nursing is a really critical year because in a lot of ways, it basically shapes in most cases the career path you're going to take what specialty you're going to take okay so at the time the most coveted placements in fourth year were emergency and labor delivery oh okay and I got both
1: oh nice
0: I got both which was amazing but something inside of me said I don't know if this is the route I want to take yeah like either one either one and people thought I was completely nuts because they Gave up both placements. Oh, wow. like that's a really hard thing. Because sometimes <laughs> I look back and said, if I had just done that, where would I be today? I could be somewhere else. But um, sure. But I basically like, so before you even started. Before, I, but when I when I got the uh, hmm. assignments, I went to um, the head of whatever I think it was the dean, or I asked for specific permission for another placement and one that I wanted to pursue, which was in health promotion.
1: Okay. okay. And in
0: nursing. Um, it wasn't a thing. It's not a health promotion. is not a specialty. It's more of a philosophy. It's more of a um, like
1: as you're doing other things. I mean, exactly. You're yeah. Pro- like this t- is this preventative health? Preventative like health. Yep.
0: Like- so I found myself a placement with the Heart and Stroke Foundation at the Hamilton chapter, Okay. and I basically created my own role and had to basically justify why a nursing skill was needed here.
1: Interesting. So like you're like you're pioneering this I, as a role. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And I, I mm. tend to find it. And as you'll as we kind of go through my story, you're you're we're gonna find that that's where I tend to end up.
1: You're in pioneering, in
0: pioneering, creating.
1: Because um, you have these ideas of what you want to do, and it doesn't fit with the status quo. Exactly, which I totally respect. Totally, totally, and it's important to have. Like, how how else does something change? Exactly. If there isn't somebody thinking, you know, what I don't really fit into yeah. these uh, cookie cutter yep. roles that you have. Even something like nursing, which everybody kind of accepts as. Yep, this is people, people's bodies are like this, yep. you're going to be this kind of nurse, you're going to be that yeah, kind of nurse. Right, <laughs> now,
0: and yeah, yeah, there's a very like um, vanilla view of nursing, Interesting. Um, yeah. so unless you're actually in the field or in the industry, you don't know like the breadth of, of what you can actually do as a registered nurse, so yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so that's what I did. Role. I got this role, um, and I, I worked. I feel like I worked really hard to try and mold it into something that other students could follow in. So it's like I wanted to establish something that, yes, this is nursing skill, this is nursing knowledge, this is why we need this type of professional in this particular role. So in the Heart and Stroke Foundation at that time, they were actually in their um, first year of putting together this health promotion committee provincially. I got on that committee, funny enough, and I was part of the stroke prevention program thing. It was so far back, I don't remember. But I remember (laughs) going to a provincial meeting, like like a 20- 22-year-old sitting at the table with with these other people talking about how we're going to build this health promotion uh, committee and make it part of the health uh, sorry the, the the heart and strokes mandate. It's not just yes we're raising funds yes we want to um, do research to help and treat but now we need this really important arm to of prevent, prevent,
1: prevent it. exactly and, and they weren't really focused so much on that no not okay. back then so
0: this was again 90. No, actually, it's a ninety-seven. Yeah, so you got so to
1: be in the ground floor. of The ground that. floor of
0: that, and then I left, and then after that, my, my rotation ended, and I kind of moved on, and then actually, a nice segue into my next term was actually advanced cardiac care, which I really enjoyed. First off, my dad had heart problems; it runs in our family, okay. so I had a really keen interest. And in if I'm going to specialize in anything, I want it to be in cardiac. Okay, and so also close it took to home, exactly, yeah. and it and it required a lot more um, thinking. Like I'm more in my head than I am. Like, I'm, I'm a terrible hands-on nurse. Like, you would never mm. want me to draw your blood. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you good don't want know. me to put a catheter in good you. You don't want know. me to do any of that stuff. I can walk you through it. I sure. can teach you. I'm very sure. good at that. <laughs> and I can strategize. But to actually, like, physically do it, that's totally my mom. My okay. mom was, like, an excellent bedside we nurse. We all have our
1: strengths. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: I, I'm, I'm more than happy to admit that. So I went to cardiac nursing. I, I loved it because, again, it was an analysis, like looking at heart rhythms and determining okay. what the problem is based on seeing what I'm seeing. I went and did a course in advanced cardiac life support. So like the paddles and all mm-hmm. of that. I'm very critical when I watch um, <laughs> Crazy Anatomy. Yeah, actually, they're actually they're, not, they're, not doing they're it actually right. pretty they're pretty good. They're they're pretty probably one of the better ones. But I've seen like you know just like little misses. Does
1: this become your your specialty? No, so okay, <laughs> so what on. I moving on.
0: Um, so after I graduated and and while I was in my fourth year, I actually took a job as um, a first aid instructor i
1: was wondering are you getting paid at all yet yes this <laughs> yeah. just placements so these are paid placements
0: non non-payment but
1: now you take a job in first aid
0: yep so i actually um one of my classmates i noticed was teaching around campus first aid because in a lot of courses especially mm. in health science you need some sort of first aid if you're going to be going to a clinical scenario right so yes. um i said hey how did you get this job? She goes, Oh, talk to this guy. He has a company out of Mississauga, and basically he hires university students to do first aid training. It was a great little business model he had. He had he, he trained university students. They got paid like ten bucks an hour. Okay. There were bookings. You basically take the booking, and you were basically touring university campuses to try and do that. And I eventually moved into advanced um, camp first aid and CPR and I got to tour Ontario and do all the camps like the counselors. Nice. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah it was really cool. So wait
1: that's a, a different job or? Uh, that's
0: what it evolved into. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Um, as, as I left university and realized so I did get a clinical job at uh, Western Hospital like a on Bathurst. Okay. And I hated it. Oh
1: here? In yes Toronto. in Toronto.
0: Yeah. It was my first job and I said okay well I should get into clinical. I figured even if I wanted to take a, a path down the road that wasn't clinical, I needed a clinical foundation. Because so that's a credibility. Yeah, yeah, you need a cr- yeah. a, a, a credible base sure. if you want to teach. You want to do admin, you have to understand the ground floor of yeah, how yeah. to do something. Absolutely. So, I did that, and I hated it. Every time the phone rang to pick up extra shifts, I would ignore it. So in my head, in my heart, so I was really like, it. I felt is, like this is not the I mean, right. You kind of knew
1: from the beginning, yeah. almost. But I
0: thought I could suck it up yeah. and do it, and um, and I said, you know what? So there was a, a critical event that just made me say, you know what? This is not for me. I got to go. Um, I had. I I think it was New Year's Eve. First off, it was already terrible that I had to work on, a ho- like, you have to work holidays. And because you're bottom of the rung when you get hired, <laughs> you mm. basically have to take all the shifts that nobody else wants. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm working, like, midnight on New Year's Eve. I don't even remember if oh, this wow. was New Year's Eve. but
1: it, Yeah, uh, that's the thing about being a nurse or working in a hospital is... You, shift work. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's
0: got to do it. Like, you have to be there Can't for just the
1: overclose patients. the... No. the, the tonight. <laughs> no. Sorry, come back later.
0: It's not like financial <laughs> financial advice. It's a long exactly. weekend. My computer's off. My phone is I off. I always tell year. people personal
1: <laughs> finance is not... Urgent,
0: no exa- right? exa- so, exactly I
1: mean, it might, I'll probably take three days to get exactly
0: <laughs> yeah and then you can tell people that and they're like okay with it yeah when somebody needs a front. med. <laughs> it's, very,
1: it's a very different very different industry so you're just not you're not loving this
0: I'm not loving it and so I had I remember one night I had a patient really old woman really elderly woman frail uh, again, this was kind of a, uh, a hybrid floor. It was, it was cardiac patients who were urgent, and then they come to our floor once they've stabilized a little okay. bit. The other half of the floor was whatever was left over in the hospital that no one could take. Like, it could be gastrointestinal. It could be, could be whatever else. So there was a skill set that needed to, you needed to be a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, but you also needed to know enough about cardiac to kind of take care of these other, okay. this other cohort of patients. So this old lady, I remember, you know, you do your rounds. You do your vital checks. And she was really not responsive. I was trying to wake her up, not responding. And I'm fresh. I'm new. I'm like,
1: mm.
0: let me check a pulse. Okay, I don't feel anything. Yeah, respirations. No, I don't feel. <laughs> I don't want to call a code. So I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. I got to call a code. This is oh, someone's man. life. So I called the code. And, uh, you know, crash team comes. You know, the lead physician is there. And I'm outside of the room, just kind of waiting to see what happens. And she comes out and she tears a new one <laughs>
1: Of me. Okay.
0: She's like she did not arrest. She not had bad. she had a heart. She had a heart although very weak. Okay. I could I wasn't I maybe it wasn't my experience to be able to feel for a really thready almost non-existent pulse. But mm. in fairness, I was nervous and So it was there. It was there and she, you know, she was okay, she was there and they they still needed to treat her to kind of you know help her out but uh, she was it was not a true code it was a false code okay so, so
1: you kind of wasted people's time is that what yeah they call yeah it was okay. a waste
0: of time mm. and you know just basically so the worst th- yeah they were upset it was like the worst thing that you could but ever better happen than
1: not like what better it was th- to true. err on that right. side than on the
0: other oh, side i think right. she's fine and yeah. then she's dead so for right. the rest of the shift i was so nervous and mm-hmm. i kept checking on her and she still really wasn't responsive i'm like okay yeah. I went back again like a few hours later. I'm like, she really, like, I was shaking her. I'm like, Mrs. (laughs) Whoever, please wake up. I don't want to to call another code. Oh, man. uh, And it did turn out, uh, there was a shift change uh, at that point. um, And uh, I I found out the next day that she did die that night.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So
0: I wasn't too far off.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, She was on her way
1: he, but she was decli- have done. Right. She was okay. declining. But the
0: saddest thing, I got a call from the family the next day. And the only question they asked was, um, was she alone when she passed away? Mm. And oh, that broke my heart. Because she
1: would have been she was, overnight. Yeah, right? it was
0: overnight. And it, mm. it's just by chance, if you happen to be there when you're doing rounds. Well, yeah,
1: you're not going to be there all yeah. the time.
0: Yeah. And I said, I don't know if I can do this.
1: So the, Yeah, you're just realizing this whole thing isn't for you.
0: Yeah. I, this is not for me. This doesn't make me feel good. Um, and this is not where my strengths lie. And, um, and also as a side note, I had really bad eczema on okay. my hands yeah. and hand washing is like every, all the time, every, yeah. every room you leave. And I sure. was like dying. I'm okay. like, That's you don't want like somebody with like <laughs> rashes so, on their yeah, hands.
1: So there's actual, there's, you know, emotional, <laughs> okay. intellectual yes. things and also physical barriers. It seems to be a lot of things pointing yeah. you away. away from this. Right. If we could pause for a second sure. and talk about your, well, so you didn't have to pay for school.
0: No, I, what what happened though was I did get OSAP to help my brother.
1: Okay, so mm-hmm. now you're working. So you're working the ten dollar an hour thing, and then yeah, and then you get a little more money touring y- the, the campsites. Yeah, maybe a little. Yeah, and but now this clinical job yep. was that well paying?
0: Yeah, it was it was decent. You get a pension um, for yeah. starting off. It was I, so you were able to then. pay
1: off your OSAP
0: my school was fully paid for, but I was starting to pay off the money that I borrowed from my brother because in fairness, my parents were able to pay for me. So they said, help your brother out. So I said, okay, no problem. I'll get OSAP. So, you know, $8,000 and I was trying to pay towards that. No problem. But now I had basically put in my resignation at this point. Okay.
1: So you, are you still having a little bit of debt then or are you debt free? Um,
0: I think it was a little bit like I was living in a rental, like a really shitty rental in like, the bowels of Mississauga, <laughs> okay, like no wow. elevator, and,
1: and working at Western uh, Hospital. Yeah, so I was okay. commuting,
0: and um, I think at this point I was like, I was getting like my first car. Okay. I really wanted this car because it was stick. Like I wanted to learn how to drive stick really really, badly. Yeah, Yeah. I
1: I never did. Oh, it's it's the best
0: thing because now
1: (laughs) I want the car to drive me. I
0: I Uh, love when people say, "Oh, I just I need somebody to move my car, but it's stick." I'm like, "Yeah, I got it, no problem." (laughs) And people make that assumption that nobody knows how to drive stick. Yeah, I know, and
1: a lot of people don't.
0: Yeah, so it's it's awesome. So it is
1: kind of an awesome privilege. Yes, a friend of mine can do it. Yeah, Yeah. it's
0: like cool factors. Yeah. So um, so, yeah, so uh, debt. It was like I was kind of I wasn't saving yet because I wasn't at the point where. I had like a lot of extra to save. I was just trying to get by. I was still paying off some debt. And uh, so you're not in a bad place. Not in a bad place. But
1: not necessarily in any place to start saving or investing or thinking about your future or anything like that. Yes. You're kind of, this is in the now. You're you're about, what, 25? Something Uh, like that?
0: Yeah, so it's still early 24 ish. Yeah, 24.
1: And so you resigned.
0: I resigned. And um, my first thought was, oh my God, I just wasted four years. Mm. I just wasted all, a lot of money and a lot of time for something that I don't even want to be in. And then I started, so I kind of had to regroup myself. I said, okay, maybe I need to get away. So I got a job offer in Arizona.
1: Oh, wow, okay. In
0: cardiac. Yes,
1: affordability. So portability. Uh, <laughs>
0: yes, um, and I got a job. I, they basically interviewed me. So at the time, there were a lot of cuts in nursing here in Ontario. Okay. And the majority, I would say almost 80% maybe 80s high and I'm I'm making a presumption but seems like a lot of my friends that I went to school with went to the States so I have a girlfriend that's still there in California she's a family there now um I have another one that went to Boston um so there was a ton of opportunity in the U.S. okay um I got the job interview I got the offer with like bonuses and we'll move you here and I said okay this is great and I and I reflected on that yeah and I'm like okay are. Is this really what you like? You're just kind of jumping out of the fire into
1: like That's another right. frying you, you pan. That's right. You already <laughs> decided you didn't want to do That's right. nursing so, or exactly. whatever. Exactly. So
0: I turned it down. Okay. No. I didn't go to the states. No. So what I did in the meantime to kind of find what I needed to do, I temp. I was completely. I was the most overqualified temp. You're you were like could,
1: we're talking about reception w- work.
0: Reception work, like like packing mail and opening yeah. and like answering phones so it was, you're
1: starting from scratch I started from scratch wow. I, I was really yeah. humbling
0: but at the time I knew let me just use this time to think and see a ton of job offers would you be our
1: receptionist
0: i'm like ah no i think i'm good yeah i know right (laughs) this is just a pit stop you're
1: the best one
0: pretty much it's like wow you're so organized your critical thinking is like on point yeah and you
1: just keep taking everybody's temperature and posts and stuff just instinctively
0: (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) The guy
1: almost had a heart attack but
0: (laughs) i was really good so funny enough i i was i had a lot of fun organizing like like if they had a computer system, yeah. had a lot of fun like fun like organizing files and finding ways to make things more efficient.
1: So you do have an administrative side. I have to an you, admin side, which you weren't really. Were well, you? You were able to do in your nursing, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to document. There's paperwork. There's a lot. There's yeah. Lots of paperwork. And back
0: then, it was all handwritten documentation. Okay. Yeah. So in so addition to the hellish shift, you're staying an extra hour and a half to two hours oh, to catch wow. up on all your documentation. Sounds like being a teacher. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not over time. It's just part. And when you're in, inex- is it?
1: Like all of these public service jobs, like we're helping people. Like, you know, a lot of people get to do their job and then leave at That's the end right. of the day. You know, and not with nursing. you're having to do more. And teachers have to do prep. And, yep. like, all of this stuff is just, like, the, the thankless jobs, exactly. too, right? And, and there's, like, Thank you there's an
0: emotional toll, too. Like, mm, you, you don't yeah. always get to leave behind um, the emotions and the thinking. And, you know, you leave just like that old old lady. Like, I, I left her not knowing what was going to happen to her?
1: Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, it's something you can't really avoid, yeah. right? You right. can't, t- and you can't take it home with you. Exactly, that's tough.
0: That's tough, Burn not even quicker, right? Yeah. yeah, emotional, and it takes a really special person to do that job. Like it, it really does take a specific personality. Yes. Um, so yeah, so I attempt, and I eventually fell back into healthcare, um, I guess healthcare, with a company called Assure Health Management. And what they were was an adjudication organization for group benefits, which was really interesting. Okay,
1: so what does that mean?
0: So basically, um, they brought me on in a role called research nurse. And okay. they because okay. of my health promotion background yes, with the Heart again. and Stroke okay, Foundation. Yeah, Everything is yep. for a reason. And, and during this temp time, I actually also acquired um, a certificate in wellness, uh, health promotion, as well as occupational yes, so health. So you're still growing. As I'm you still go, growing. I'm still going to school. In the
1: healthcare field. In the healthcare yeah. field. Mm.
0: Um, but really, I really thought my road would lead down wellness, um, health promotion, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I took tons of courses in uh, nutrition and fitness and all of that stuff. These
1: are the things that interested me. That interested you. me yeah, exactly. uh, more about
0: you know self preservation and, and let's 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 take care of the person before they get sick yeah. and try to save the healthcare system on this side of it. Right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so I I was doing that. So when I finally got this position, I was so excited. It was an amazing position. It was a desk job, but the amazing thing about it is now I've, I felt like I was into, I was doing something I was really interested. In. So what they had asked me to do is create ten health promotion programs that would be sold to like a great west life Mm, as part of their benefits package so smoking cessation added value value. so when you when you're an employee and you have uh, a benefit package with your employer and it's with great west life part of your package would be this health promotion program for example and if you're a smoker you would go through this 10-week program or whatever or a calling and support program whatever that looked like this is what they wanted me to build out okay uh, about 10 of them uh smoking was one and there was another one on just like treatment best practices for treating um H. pylori, which was like a um, a ulcer type of ulcer, so it was like a treatment specification. Maybe something
1: that uh, people who work at desks. Yeah, yeah. So so it was really (laughs) addressing nine to five uh, corporate jobs. Exactly,
0: like people who are there tend to have a higher incidence of these types of symptoms. So how can we address it? And, And part of the, I guess, quote unquote, fun for me, my nerdy side got really into this, was the data mining and data analysis. So now we were getting reports on. How employees were using their drug claims, oh, and okay. now you can start to find patterns. It's like okay, all of the like uh, the codeine, uh, and then you start to you look at okay, even though they went to five different doctors, you could see that their benefits code follows a pattern of uh, codeine and opiates and, and whatever the case Okay, is. so what, you're finding an addict? Or? Yeah, you're, you're finding patterns yeah. and, and it wasn't up for me, but you could recognize them and then you start to develop, okay, in this industry or in this cohort, mm. this is probably the type of program that we, we might want to in, you know, implement. So, so that's basically what I was there for. I was probably, I was there for about two, a year and a half, two years,
1: Okay. And, uh, Developing these programs. Yep. Yeah, and on
0: the side, because it wasn't something I could do full-time necessarily, it, was, it didn't take up 100% of my day. Mm-hmm. I also was assigned to different companies as an occupational health nurse. So okay. go in, basically help people through workers' comp, um, try to get them back to work. So kind
1: of, nurse, kind of nursing light.
0: Nice. Nursing light.
1: <laughs> nursing <laughs> you light. You could still do your nursing, but not as intense exactly. as it was before. And this
0: felt a little better because mm. now I wasn't actually having to deal with like really strong clinical stuff. It was like, okay, you've been hurt. You've been off. How do we help you get back into it? Mm-hmm. How do we assist you and support you? And you're always kind of like the bad guy because you have to represent the employer, which mm. basically just wanted you to get people back and not lose any more money. Yeah,
1: is there a conflict there? Like you're you're trying to be a nurse and you yeah. you're well, I guess you have a Hippocratic oath yes. sometimes. <laughs> uh And. Yeah, then, but then you have this, these capitalist demands,
0: and that's that's the art of occupational health nursing is to be able to balance both sides. Wow, so, yeah, so farther. I was there, uh, got some really interesting, um, and then my 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 teaching with CPR and all of that kind of came into play because now I can also teach employees. So it all kind of you know worked out, but again, still not making me jump out of bed.
1: Yeah. And are you making any money?
0: I am. I've okay. got fear, you, like doing back decent then. You making money now? Uh, I was like, I think it was like forty thousand dollars back in two thousand.
1: Okay, so forty grand, yes. maybe your costs aren't as much. Yeah. And I was still
0: in an apartment, so I, there was no mortgage. Yeah.
1: But it goes back to your parents didn't talk about money. Right. So what was your philosophy on money at this point? Like, I'm spending it. I'm just earning it to pay my bills. Yeah. I'll save what I can.
0: Yeah. So my the a boyfriend that I had at the time was really keen on going to these seminars on RSPs. And okay. Yeah. Life, like I had a life insurance agent approach me. Sure. And I mentally, West Life, so. yeah. I mentally, I would. But it's funny. Mentally, I was not ready to talk about that stuff. Okay. I was still so focused on let me figure out my career mm. because I can't deal with money stuff until I know what I'm actually doing and how to plan for that. So if, if I have a trajectory of like the next 10 years, this is the career I'm going to be in and these are the steps I need to get there. These are the money moves I'm going to make yeah. in parallel. I can't think about the money moves until I've got that career
1: in place. And just, just uh, I, moving ahead and thinking back, yeah. was that the right thing for you? No. No, okay.
0: Anyone who is in finances or had got any sort of financial education about compound interest and time, yeah. you will <laughs> wish that at 14, while I was making $3.25, <laughs> you put that, away. that I had at least put a buck away.
1: Yeah, some of it. it, right? Yeah. We always think that it's never enough yes. to make a difference.
0: Exactly. But early
1: on, it is.
0: Yes, yes. It, it's
1: just the weirdest thing thing to be able to explain to someone and you can't prove it legitimately no. with them you can prove no. it with other generic no. examples exactly or so you, who's going to tell us this stuff
0: and I'm trying to impose that on my kids like I'm trying to get that kind of thinking like mm-hmm. lear- like let's learn about compound interest you're only four and seven mm. but it's really important <laughs> so uh, yeah if
1: you get it started early I, I still don't think that we can make people you can you can plant as many seeds as possible yeah but I still haven't figured out a way yeah I don't think there is no to make people do something they don't want to do it's that's right if they're not even if they look they could be looking at all the evidence and Mm -hmm. they're just not ready right
0: it's like it's like life lessons you could watch 10 people go through the exact same issue but until you do it yourself
1: the parallels to health are crazy aren't yes yes it's like you've probably seen well especially in cardiac so many people uh, is it preventable are a lot of heart conditions preventable
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's definitely a genetic component that you have to work your sure. way around, which means you have to be a lot more diligent on the preventative stuff. Yes. Um, knowing, you know, um, yeah, obviously, it's, it's the stuff that you hear all the time. It's, it's not rocket science. It's your diet. It's your exercise. I think it's movement is the most stuff, right? underrated. Like people... You Walk c- around the park. Exactly. You can't <laughs> run away from your fork. So I, I love that saying because uh, it doesn't... People think, oh, if I just work out, I can eat whatever I want. It's yeah. like, no, you actually... Have to think of
1: it the other way. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So it's it's. Can't run away from
1: your fork. Yeah. So you can't just focus on the the activity part of it. That's right. And think that you can get away. That's right. Yeah. Because I run so that I can eat donuts. Yep. I don't know if that's uh, the best (laughs) thing. Not that I eat them for every meal, but it's like a reward for me at the end. Exactly. And uh, not all the time. But
0: there's the psychology of food, right? It's people are treating it as a reward. Yeah. Why is food
1: a reward? It's not. Nutrients.
0: Because they do it as a child. It's like give them a lollipop when they even the dentist does it. Here's a piece of candy for taking good care of your oh, teeth. Dad, dad
1: Did you get a lolly from your dentist? My mom ran the dental office. She would never give.
0: It. No, now they give out. Sugar-free
1: like, gum. Yeah. At the very most.
0: Yeah, maybe it was not the dentist. <laughs> I think it was vaccinations. That's what it
1: was. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So doctors will do right. it. Food is a reward. It's a thing. Like, why don't we give uh, go for a run as a reward? I know. You know? I know. What is a, <laughs> I guess play. Play is a reward for right. kids. So that's activity. So that's yep. nice. At least that has that framing. But yep. when we're older, what kind of... You know, you get to go maybe play a game. Yeah. Play hockey. That's right. You, or you get to go out and play. Maybe that's a good reward. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but, but we need to... Maybe that's one of the ways to do this, right? Reframing everything. Exactly. And uh, not having food as a reward. Just like, you know, having it as you need to have this to be healthy. Exactly. But you can't tell somebody if you do this and this and this... Right. You're get, you'll be able to prevent this heart attack you're going to exactly. have when you're 55.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I wish. You wish. If you, you wish. could only
1: see, then then people would be able to correct. But... So like say, so the finances heart conditions it's like what do we do we can just do you do your preventative stuff yep. so that's why you're focused on all this promotion exactly because it's all we can do it's
0: all we can it's what we have in our control yes and um and it it's an investment i was looking at it from not only a personal and, and physical investment mm-hmm. um but also an investment into our general economics of of the healthcare system okay like if if we could and and this kind of leads into my next job sure yeah there you go (laughs) job number where are we at (laughs) three of (laughs) ten we're gonna be here a while um so at this at this job where i was at doing this health promotion stuff i had a colleague come up to me with a newspaper clipping she's like darlene you got to check this out okay so it was a it was a newspaper clip clipping looking for registered nurses to get into telehealth Yes. So was telehealth not tele- a thing? Telehealth Ontario. Oh, I was the it's
1: first. It's just starting. You were the first one. I was
0: one of, was one one of, the, of first. the first nurses they hired. Wow! We went through a rigorous two to three week boot camp, and so we were. So basically, this program was already implemented in New Brunswick, okay. and the nurse oh, it
1: was first. Yeah, eh? and okay. it was.
0: Um, so uh, she had established it there. The stats were excellent, in that they sure. were actually making a difference in waiting rooms. Um, and just to kind of backtrack what telehealth was, is that it was a, uh, a call-in center for patients across the province to access a registered nurse to do a triage and an assessment on the phone to determine one of four what are called dispositions. One, you need an ambulance right in anyway. a yeah, I'm okay. connecting you right now and yep. it's on its way. Uh, second, you need to go to an emergency room within the next four hours. Okay. Uh, make your way there. I will fax your notes and get there. Third, You're okay, you still need to get this looked at, but it's not urgent. Go to a doctor within 72 hours, uh, and then... Fourth is you're perfectly fine. Just take care of it yourself. Yes. Here's here's some steps. Here's some symptom relief. You
1: don't have cancer. You're, yeah. But call us
0: back if these things <laughs> Even happen. Even though the
1: internet told you. That's so right. This was around the time where the internet was telling us. Yes. Things.
0: And people were like hypochondriacs. And, yes. Okay. Uh, but actually, our most our most um, you know common caller was really new parents. Yeah. Um, fevers. Of course. It was I I I actually had that protocol memorized. It was like fever, diarrhea, vomiting. Um, All of that was like ingrained. I could tell you exactly what the treatment protocol was. So basically what it was is now you've got these nurses who have never in a lot of cases taken keyboarding, Mm,
1: not very tech
0: savvy. Ah. And you're now bringing them in to a call center with a headset a computer. You take away their sense of sight. You take uh, in terms yeah, of being able that, to see the client.
1: Well, that, that, that's the whole thing about yep. being a nurse. Exactly it's, to it's touch, it's to see. Yeah. Yep, to get a
0: vibe. Now you've added an, an additional skill set of you better know how to type fast. You better get through the protocol quickly. Run through it. Listen. Pick up the nonverbal cues. So it was a whole new specialty. Yeah. And I loved it. So
1: this is... This you. is me. This is you. This is You've me. have been waiting for I've this I've been waiting happen.
0: for this. <laughs> it was the marriage of technology wow. and healthcare. And I was started off as a nurse on the phone. Did, I did hundreds, probably thousands of calls um, over a period of how many years I was there. And then I basically moved into being a supervisor, manager, and then an educator, which is where I wanted to be. I wanted to be at that point in time where this new nursing specialty was coming to life and I wanted to be at that point where I was making a difference in this in this uh specialty. Who would you
1: educate? Where would you go?
0: So nurses would be coming would be applying Mm -hmm. so a lot of them were a lot of nurses that came in to apply were kind of heading towards the retirement maybe they had some physical ailments that didn't allow them to do bedside nursing but they have a ton of
1: knowledge. So much nursing experience that they maybe can't use.
0: And their intuition has has clicked in. So, much. so you can list. they can listen they and can say, I it. know exactly yeah. what this is. Oh, what a great
1: skill to develop. Yeah, too. exactly.
0: But, okay, so the opposite challenge of that are these are um, nurses that are typically older. Of course. So now so there's technology. a little bit more. T- so you get two cohorts. The younger nurses mm. that are, I, I can do this fast. I can get through protocol. But they didn't have the nursing experience and knowledge built up yet over the years. And then you have the other cohort where you have... Very experienced nurses. You could get them on the phone. They could talk. They could figure it out. But they couldn't catch up on the documentation okay. and the and the protocol and everything. So that was a really interesting group to train.
1: And and there was they had to do it all on themselves. Like you couldn't have like a younger person listening and doing all the time. You could. So part was, of did that happen yeah. Sometimes? So part of the okay. training,
0: like before, I would let somebody off sure. and on their own. I had to sit with them okay. and make sure that the key questions were being asked. Like first of all. Uh, very base make sure that this is not an emergency let's get through that first skill set like you know that this is not an ambulance requirement um, and that you could get through that first part and then once I felt comfortable people can get through that okay now let's start to refine where we're going with this particular client and there was and according to provincial standards there was a time limit Okay. Um, 10 minutes and less was ideal. And you had nurses that could do it in an average of around seven to eight minutes was a good average to be able to get on the phone, listen to a problem, figure out what you need to do, and then get them off and get the next person. This was also in the heart of SARS. Oh,
1: wow. So we had
0: like literally 24 hour call back times
1: give people a little Just get breakdown it. on SARS. Uh, so SARS was that
0: respiratory, um, I guess, uh, what would you call that? That was like an epidemic that kind of spread yeah. across the hospitals in the GTA and I guess Ontario, where it was extremely contagious. Healthcare professionals were sick, patients were dying, um, and it was something that they really needed to get a handle on. And there was public Panic yeah. about this. It's like, okay, do I my, have SARS? Do I have SARS? I'm coughing. Have SARS. Or I have to take my child to the hospital. I really don't want to because what if I get SARS? Oh, that, okay. right. So, so telehealth. Telehealth Ontario. And not only were we doing assessments, but we were also an information referral system okay, as yeah. we were re- redirecting patients to pharmacies and we were really starting to integrate into the healthcare system where we were now faxing. Super technologically advanced faxing uh, to hospitals. That that note I just created is going to end up in the emergency room at Toronto Western. Okay, yeah. So that was super cool, um, and also to be able to start to integrate with the family health networks and that we're starting are taking to come you out. Seriously, exactly. You know,
1: everybody's sort of understanding the value of this. Exactly. Exactly. So at this point, it seems very unlikely that you're going to end up in the personal finance space.
0: Exactly. So how, how, so, now So, yeah, I,
1: is this, are we getting close okay, to the so transition Okay, so let or me, no?
0: let me speed through like maybe the next three or four years. So oh, I wow, was, this,
1: yes, there's a lot more. I know okay. this is a long story. I know,
0: like I'm looking at the time. You're very good. <laughs> I know, you Um But let me, but this is kind of, I think, really the, dawn. Do- so I had said that I tend to be in areas where, there's pioneering. Yeah. There's, this is what excites yeah. me.
1: First I want to have that's, that's telehealth. Exciting. was fun. And now you're the educator. I'm and you're, the educator. You're now, yep. So you're at this point of educating, and where do you go from there?
0: So I realized very quickly, now my personality is that I always need to be learning. Mm-hmm. Um, if I've always said if I could be a professional student and just like audit courses on university campuses across Canada, that. I would just do that. I just love yeah. taking in knowledge. And it's your next job. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually thought I would I end up being a professor. I actually really yeah. thought I would end up in academia, and mm. it didn't happen. And two of my best friends in high school actually ended up being professors on opposite sides of the country. It's so never deep, too late. I know. You're... It still could happen. After I was there for four years, I, um, I realized there's not much more movement for me here sure. unless I get into more of um, the executive management stuff, which okay. I wasn't really interested. It in. That's right. Um, so I took a part-time job with a company called Headcan um, and what they did they did patient education materials for pharmaceutical companies. So when you go into a doctor's office and you see those plastic molds of hearts and yeah. and bones and that or you see like the neat flip thing about teaching you about your heart medication or whatever that is or the GI.
1: They needed somebody educated to make that. Right, so
0: we were I was at a company that created all of the prototypes and the patient education materials, so they brought me on as a, again, called a research nurse for some reason, to basically create patient education materials for pharma companies so non-branded and branded so pure patient education, this is um, your body, this is how it works this is why you need to take this drug versus branded here's the drug that you need to take. It's called Plavix. It's going to help your blood. So there were two sides to this. Um, so that was really interesting because now I've got to be really creative. I got to think of models. How do I create this heart model to show exactly the function so that I can show how the drug interacts with it? And
1: did you know that this was something you would like? No. You never had the experience doing no.
0: this? I've, I've never had any experience <laughs> going into anything. But I That's sh- it, right? But I, have a, I know I have a creative side. You're
1: open to these opportunities. Yes. It's a, definitely a theme in, in a lot of really interesting careers. Yes. Is you're just open. Yep. You don't feel you're, like you're stuck.
0: Looking back, and I always quote Steve Jobs on this, is mm. that you can't connect the dots looking forward. You connect them looking back. Mm-hmm. Okay, this was his speech, that, that convocation speech sure, Stanford. for Stanford. And book. that's completely my life, is that nothing, I had family and friends looking at me pivoting every two <laughs> years of my career, I'm like, what are you doing? And I said, I don't know, I'm just following my gut. I, yeah. I like it, so I'm going to do it.
1: That's great. And
0: I always feel, and I'm only realizing that there's a truth. To that. Your body and your mind and your heart knows where you're supposed to go. You're just supposed to trust it because it, it connects somehow. I think it all connects.
1: Yeah, it does. And I mean, you're, you're building up all these skills yep. and they all work in one way or another, yep. right? They're all working together.
0: I'm starting to stitch together a bunch of really different skill sets. And then in that particular job, they asked me to become an account manager. So moving away more from the patient ed and the creative side to now managing clients.
1: Clients being? Clients
0: being pharma companies. So putting together the scope, what is it they're looking for. Here's the clinical study that just came out to prove that our drug works. Help us build the marketing behind it, and and the story, and the patient education behind it. They're
1: contracting it. that workout to, to you. us. Yeah. Yeah. So that because you're specializing in, in making all exactly. These great brand, so not only was it things. just
0: creating tactical pieces, it yeah. was what's the brand story behind it? Okay. Um, and because I had a healthcare background, I yeah. could speak that
1: language. And I could read clinical and studies. Did that work for you? Like it talking about yeah. Brands?
0: So it I so now I've I've opened up this whole skill set in marketing and branding. Yeah. And a, so I stayed here for like a year, and then I got it. My, one of my colleagues in this company moved on to another company called CPC Healthcare, which was a healthcare communications company, very pretty much like almost like a competitor. Um, but it, it brought me into um, a role that was a lot more heavy in strategy. Um, it was like a senior account manager position. And I was now having clients um, like Pfizer, Janssen, um, and yeah, the you, big ones. The big ones. I was traveling across, you know, GTA. So this
1: sounds like it might be some big money for you.
0: It was. Well, it was funny because I think this is where I started to go up. It was cl- I was closing in on like a six-digit. Yeah. Right? And, uh, you know, I, it was also the year that I got married. Okay. I got a condo.
1: So you, you bought a condo? I bought a condo with my husband.
0: Okay. Um, I was also, we had no kids, so it was. I was really free- to kind of pursue this career,
1: you had saved up a, a down payment Start, for this condo.
0: Yeah. so I had. Oh, so back in two thousand, when I had gotten my job with telehealth, yeah. I had bought a condo
1: at that time. Oh, nice. So I got out with, of that so you dingy. So you had saved up money yes. throughout then. Okay. Exactly,
0: I had. And you know what? Condos back then. Yeah. Oh my God! I think my condo was one hundred twenty thousand in Mississauga on Eglinton on here And what like
1: five percent? Yeah, like the down it, I think
0: it was like a thousand bucks. Okay, like, so it, it was, was very so, accessible. It was so accessible. Okay, so it wasn't um, like
1: you had to save up no, of money to it do was it. easy. I'm
0: like, oh my god, home ownership is so but easy. But you took
1: this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 you're crazy. Anybody would say. I today. know. So easy. Wow. Well, that was
0: 2002, 2003 when I bought my first like <sighs> getting, legit home. Getting in
1: early, right? Exactly. So, so that was your investment. That was my investment. Yeah. That
0: I, that allowed me to flip that and buy this the next condo with my husband Great. so we lived in richmond hill
1: and are you still very basic in your understanding of uh, of uh, yes. financial products i
0: i am actually in that transition phase when i was at cpc Healthcare. um my money story kind of aligns here okay. and, and my financial career kind of aligns here i had a high school student reach out to me like hmm. after years oh my god years and years and he's like dar i've been looking for you i'm like okay and uh he goes uh let's connect, let's chat. And I said, yeah, I, th- I think I really need to talk about finances. He's like, okay, because he was in the financial services okay. industry. And I know you're very candid about your background of mm-hmm. like the addiction and stuff like yes. that. I just had a ton of money stolen from me from a woman that befriended me
1: oh, no. um,
0: in the condo I had just bought. She's like a Filipino woman. And I don't, I actually don't tell this story. Yeah, very often. I think no. you're probably like maybe the third person I've okay. told, but I think it's an important piece okay. because she befriended me. I was going through like a really horrible time with a relationship. A really negative relationship. I was trying to figure out how to get out of. And mm-hmm. she just uh, she came in with this, this spiritual angle. Yeah. You know, you need to You were
1: desperate for Yeah, I was help. Looking, for, looking for something. I was
0: looking for a friend, sure, I was looking yeah. for somebody I could confide in, and she was totally all that for me. Uh, gained my trust and long story short, she had like a business venture that seemed legit but so you, you know invested. so I invested in that gave her way more than I probably should have yeah. I don't even want to say the number sure. because it makes me kind of sick to think about it Totally fine. um and um and then I found myself in this financial hole oh wow that I'm like okay I have a condo I should be here at this point in my career where I should have uh, you know accumulated a certain amount of money yeah and now I had to basically go to my parents and ask for help. Wow. And that was that took you off. You
1: went into debt uh, like you took some money out oh, to yeah. give it to her? Oh okay. yeah. I
0: took I took money out. Wow. I, I I actually I gave her money and then I had to like pay cards and credit and all of this stuff that I had to just service. I just to service this oh, debt. Oh, that's unfortunate. And so there I'm sorry was sorry about that. Yeah, and, and there was no return and she disappeared of to course. California and I got a call one day uh, in I had somebody, the husband that she married also was in the same boat. He reached out to me and said, hey, there's a case being built for her in California. They actually just arrested her. But Mm -hmm. after I talked to the, uh, you know, the people down there, they said, yes, we've got her. She has a pattern of this, but unfortunately, nothing. You kind of, you can't do anything. Yeah, you're out of jurisdiction. And even if she gets anything, there's a a ton of everybody else exactly so i just you know what wow. i i couldn't dwell on it i she said okay like a
1: serial con artist oh yeah
0: she t- that's a perfect word she was a con wow. artist she she plays on people she connects with them she was filipino so it was like you know there's like a, that cultural connection yeah, right the
1: connection
0: um and my parents were not living in mississauga at the time they were still in midland um so yeah it was a really really difficult time okay um, so
1: yeah how did you uh, so you, you out know of this? my so. dad just
0: kind of Took the reins and said, "Okay, we're going to the bank. You have equity in this um, place, so I, I basically so I, yeah, did a remortgage. Yeah. I had equity in it, so that was fine. And then I just basically, I, I, I just paid everything off. Okay. I worked to pay it off. So
1: you're just you're yep. working hard to I'm working just hard. move on.
0: Yep, to move on. And at the time, I met my husband, and he was super supportive um, and helped me out of that situation as well. And yeah, so that that was like a huge lesson." Mm-hmm. it for me and i had a girlfriend at my work that was telling me dar you're being an idiot i don't know but you know Just about yeah. you're
1: it's, it's like, about risk here. Uh, it's learning
0: about risk definitely about risk and it's like what we said until you go through it
1: you, you don't. don't the lesson yeah. doesn't
0: kick in right until you go through it and you now gotta, i'm very why do we
1: have to go through these things i don't know
0: I, i'm a very trusting person in a lot of ways yeah and when it comes to money i think people Choose to be more optimistic than not. So when something, even though it seems too good to be true, yep. people will still want to believe that it's like that. That's the lottery winner mentality.
1: Yeah. Why is that? Yeah, because they they haven't had experience to the contrary. Right. That's and this the was main really, thing,
0: it? really after. Like, I, I left home at nineteen to go to university, but university is still kind of a bubble. Hmm. This was really my first time, really being on my own. I had my own place. Yeah. I had a job, and now I have. A, I was learning to be an adult. How do you mm. become an adult and how do I plan for all these things?
1: And again, if your if your parents say maybe your parents went through something like this. Oh yeah, we gave money to a friend once and they got if they would have discussed that with you, yeah. maybe if they did go through it they would have felt That's embarrassed right. so they wouldn't have talked to you. Yes. Or maybe they didn't That's go right. through it. Yep. But you would have at least had a story to say, hmm, let
0: me maybe think about this. Maybe I should be a little
1: more suspicious. Exactly. Like anything. So the more we talk about it. Right. Right, you talking about this right now? Yeah. Will help somebody listening.
0: I hope so. <laughs> I, <right>? That's <laughs> yeah. why we talk about it, right? Yes. So if
1: you're if you're wondering, like, oh man, this is hard to talk about. What's yeah. the value? That's the value.
0: Yeah. And I've sure. and I've
1: had people react specifically mm-hmm. to the things I've said, and their life has changed a little bit. Right. So it does work. Yes. So just uh, and hold on to that. Everything yeah.
0: works out in the end. Um, we go through these things to help
1: ourselves, but also exactly. others. Exactly. You
0: go through it. Like you really do. Just have to go through it. You have to go through the pain. You have to go through the lesson you have to go through the learning so when my friend appeared from high school it was kind of like oh the timing's perfect i need a financial education sure i need to get my stuff in line um we were engaged we were just getting married my husband and i and we we knew we had to set things up we had to get life insurance we had to start saving if we're going to look down the road for a house what are the things we need to do to set that all up yeah so he did our life insurance and he kind of went through and said hey dar uh, what do you think of this? This looks, yeah. this looks cool, right? It's like, you can, you can look at it. I just filled out like five pieces of paper. I just, I'm just i getting paid like next week on it. He was very candid, right? And uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. He goes, hey, you know what? You could do this. You could do this. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So next thing you knew, I passed my LLQP and my mutual fund license.
1: <laughs> see, I can see why you like, why you like the Brian Daly uh, podcast. Yes. Because... He walked up to the plant yes. people and like, you could do this. You could do this. we were the same. We're the
0: same. That's why I, I felt really compelled to reach yeah, out to him. Yeah, definitely.
1: You should definitely. I'm like,
0: okay, no problem. And That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, so I did that. So part you got time. all
1: your licenses. Yes. And and yeah. So I did, did.
0: So I tried to like, I moonlighted that for like, you know, it was it was really more um, in my learning. About finances, and it wasn't even complicated finances. It was basics. I did not. No, no. it it was. It was actually my next move, and then again, I had to rethink. I might. My personalities. I like to collect licenses and certificates skills. and skills like I, yeah. I did oh in that time period i also did my master's in education wow so <laughs> i have an education when? back How? when i was um <laughs> when was that what a 2006 <laughs> they had mississauga campuses for brock university okay so they had a master's degree that i did while i was at the head at the pharma thing yeah when i was doing the pharma thing because i realized i love teaching you, you I love education. Learning. i love learning So you're
1: always going to be learning yes that's an interesting yep. thing right so and,
0: yeah, and yeah. it actually helped grow my brain cells because it was a lot of philosophy and a lot of abstract thinking that kind of helped me to just grow my that brain in a different way. Not yeah, so tactical. That's a,
1: I like that way of looking at yep. education that's not immediately practical. Right. Is it expands like or even doing nothing or being creative those are the things too right like they think oh I'm wasting my time not doing something that's generating income exactly but it's not true no it's
0: always been about me for learning and I I may not have had an end goal for it other than I love this and I just want to learn more I, I know i'll use it or somehow it'll apply indirectly yeah, it
1: will yeah it'll help you take that next move exactly so you're just moonlighting as uh, what what like selling, uh, selling insurance and mutual yeah funds mutual what? funds yeah. yeah so
0: i was moonlighting i was doing it um on the side and i was i just took a few years doing that like i wasn't super involved i did it for mostly friends and family
1: i forget what you're doing for work now
0: i was um, <laughs> like in the
1: day are you doing something else in the day
0: i was uh i was doing the healthcare communications Yes. Marketing, okay. yes.
1: Marketing account, account yes. manager. Marketing account manager, Pfizer, right. and other things like that. Right. All that, that stuff. Other, the, yep. that, but now, like at night or with friends and family. I'm doing yeah, the financial doing, stuff. Financial stuff.
0: And my friend is whispering in my ear, do this full time. You can make the jump. Come on, let's do it. And to, and to go back to our kind of our comparison with health and finances, it's the same system. It's the same approach. You're still helping people. You're, you're assessing. Yeah. You're planning. You're implementing, then you're evaluating. That's why it
1: was so easy it's for easy, you to transition, yeah. or not transition, but to do them at the same the, time.
0: Yes, the approach is the same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. The health of your finances is the, like my parallels when I talk to people with finances, I always bring it back to health because that's the language I know. Yeah. And I'll, I'll use it say, hey, we're applying for life insurance here. Um, you had a heart attack three years ago. This is super important to get some coverage. Yeah. Um, what we're doing here is exactly what we would do if you were in the hospital bed, we're, we're you checking go. you out. We're, I can't give you a product. I can't give you a drug yeah. until I know what's going on. So don't ask me just for a life insurance policy yeah, or an this investment. In the thing, yeah, right? just put it put take in your this body. And put it take it. Take there. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'll be you fine. You would never
1: do that with a you drug. You would never do
0: that. I would. I could never or sit with down a th-
1: with a therapy or with a, with advice of any kind. It's irresponsible. Yeah, it is irresponsible. So
0: for for me, a huge part of this financial thing mm-hmm. was let me assess where you're at so that I can provide you with the best solution. Yes. Not. Uh, you know, not be an order taker where someone says, "I need life insurance. Can you just give me a uh, million, million twenty-year term? Uh, yeah, just get that done right now." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't know what don't else know is going anything on about you. I don't know anything about you. I don't know <laughs> if that's a responsible
1: move." This isn't McDonald's.
0: <laughs> that's right. right? <laughs> that's right. So the parallels were very clear, and um, so that job at CPC, um, I was let go. Okay. Um and and that again was so another trimming, like yeah you uh, know I was too expensive sure. I guess yeah, that, and you um, got a lot of skills I got, <laughs> and you know I was I think deep down maybe I manifested that because uh, I wasn't it wasn't my again wasn't making me jump out in the morning
1: that, that's it right doesn't that happen it's uh, you start doing maybe you're not as invested in the work anymore right. or you're not. It just comes out in other ways. That's right. If you don't realize it, it will come out. Exactly. And
0: I think part of the problem was because my, my, my roots in healthcare is always about patient first. And when you start to introduce, here's a clinical study, help us create the branding around it so we could sell more of this drug. Mm, yeah. I'm like, oh, this doesn't fit. This doesn't sit right.
1: I was wondering, what about your values? Yes, is that, is that where it was? It was hitting? difficult.
0: It was difficult because I was. I wanted to come in from a patient education standpoint yeah. and off and patient advocate standpoint. So you're helping. Yep. So when I'm reading a clinical study and they're saying yeah, but you see this number, the statistic, we can highlight it and blow it up on on the uh, patient education piece and make sure that it's highlighted so like it looks statistically significant.
1: But, yeah, uh, yeah make... I know. It's getting a little yeah. shady, right? It, it
0: felt wrong. And yeah. my, my last account, one of the last accounts I left was uh, for an ADHD drug.
1: Okay.
0: And, Which um, I have, by the way. Yeah, yeah. and uh, something about it just, uh, I feel like there's other options before just like medicating right away. Um, I definitely think there's a place for it in, in certain times, but I think it You it should explore
1: a lot of Explore options. other options
0: because there's and other ways to deal with it yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a
1: lot of behavior. I mean, I went through lots of behavioral therapy before yep. we figured out that this is what I needed, yep. right? And, and my son,
0: my son, yeah. we've been exploring whether or not he has that. So It's yeah. probably more,
1: a tougher one for kids, too. Yes. Like, I was 28, 28 oh, when I figured it out. When you figured oh, it out. Is, oh. oh, my God. What a life before oh, that. Oh, wow. pain. Life of pain. Oh, I right? know. But uh, now you're so, in a better place. Yeah, but I wish, you know, in a way I wish, And but in a way maybe, I don't know, maybe it wouldn't have helped. Maybe it was just for when I was older. I don't right. know. Right, right. But you're right. There's a lot of things to be done didn't just jump on medication right away but that's of course what the pharmaceutical companies want yeah so you're in a bit of a conflict
0: right and i was okay being let go because i'm like all right we're we're fine with the condo i don't we can Mm. my husband can support us it wasn't like a massive mortgage so i had time to think again and an opportunity came up and uh, we're getting close to where where, how i've gotten here is that um a, a role basically became available at the Ontario Association of Community Care Access Centres or it's called OACCAC uh-huh, uh-huh. it's now called HSSO because they've turned it around but basically what it was is it's the publicly funded organization to help with home care so people who require coordination of um, services in the home let's say after they've been discharged from the hospital uh, I need a nurse some equipment to get there and an OT or a PT to come in three times a week so basically OACCAC was the head office to manage all the little offices across Ontario okay so best practices was coming out of here um, funding was coming out of here but what they found was that there was no there was about a dozen legacy systems, uh, tech legacy systems being utilized across the province that didn't talk to each other. Nobody's
1: communicating.
0: So someone from Niagara is coming to Toronto. I have no visibility into what happened to them there and now they need services in Toronto. So basically, uh, with the inability to find a common vendor that could basically tie all this in together, they said, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna create a technology part of our of our organization, and we're gonna build our own.
1: So they, from scratch.
0: From scratch. Okay. Uh, so they brought in a CTO who looked at the first scope. Of it. this was before I came on but basically he looked at it and what was a three-year plan for deployment mm-hmm. of the system he's, he cut it in half he was very much of the lean startup mentality because okay. no we can do this with 18 months I need to just hire the right people um, and we're gonna build this and it was staged so basically I came in at the point when version one was ready to be released mm-hmm. and I was part of the deployment team because I had experience teaching healthcare professionals okay. on yeah. technology do the list. Yeah. <laughs> I had an education background with my, my master's degree yeah. that helped um, so all of these things were coming into play, and, and uh, I
1: mean, and you're a nurse.
0: I'm a nurse. <laughs> I can talk their language. I understand change management. People because it, might
1: respect it a lot, a little more too. There's always that, right? About fifty percent of this job
0: was like change management, like mm-hmm. telling nurses again, you got to stop doing what you were doing, and we got to implement this new system.
1: And who better to tell them than someone who's been That's through right. what they've been through? That's right. And who understands yep. <laughs> the value, first of all, right. of having the communication, and then you can yep. you can communicate that through to them. That's right. So you deployed this whole thing. Yeah.
0: So I, uh, I, I, and a team of educators basically traveled across the province for about a year. Mm. So I've, I saw, I've seen every small town in Ontario. It was a great wow. experience. I was still, uh, my husband and I were still kind of newlyweds, and uh, we didn't have children, so I was able to go and travel. Um, had tons of fun, you know, discovering restaurants in little towns, uh, mom far and north pop. Did you go? Oh, Thunder Bay. Okay, so so I, flew. I flew. Timmins. To, uh, Timmins. I missed Timmins. Okay. I missed Timmins. Someone else did that. Someone else
1: did Timmins. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. When I came Sudbury? on, they had uh, did Sudbury. Yeah, I
1: was born there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I know all these uh, all these places. <laughs> I actually have a vivid memory of yeah, every flying place. flying to Thunder
1: Bay is a good idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Getting out is terrible.
1: Seventeen-hour drive. Oh my is, gosh. Uh, yeah.
0: It was. Yeah. But it was beautiful to see Ontario, and I was on the education team. We were deploying this. Tons of fun. I was with like three or four other nurses happened to be nurses you didn't need to be a nurse there was a migration team there's a deployment team there's an education team um, and then an entire tech um, team behind us that was uh, at the head office basically doing um, bug fixes new feature release mm-hmm. all of that stuff and because we were front facing with uh, with the uh, with the users we were able to really collect the workflow and how does that feed back
1: into how we built this thing. And I'm guessing you're not doing any financial stuff at this time. Um, uh,
0: yeah? okay. well, you have clients. I have clients. So I'm so still servicing clients. Yeah. Yep. Maybe yep. not like, maybe not heavy, crazy, getting yeah. new
1: clients. Exactly. Cause you're traveling around. Exactly. So, but you're, yeah, of course that's always there. That's yep. what I say about if you're, if you're an advisor of any kind, you know, it's a kind of a relationship up, yep. that you got to pick up the phone. And then I, yeah.
0: I had options to, to prospect or not prospect. I could yeah. just maintain the relationships I had, or if I wanted to kind of build up again, you you know, need some funds for whatever. Yeah. Let me pick up my prospecting Are again. for a company, a specific company? Yes. Yeah, so at the you time, name it like yeah, you. yeah I will. it was. It was a. It was an MLM company okay. that got me that started off my, my financial education, and then eventually moved into a brokerage.
1: Yeah. Okay. So yeah.
0: So yeah. So this so eighteen this eighteen month contract turned into eight years.
1: Eight years.
0: So I got to know that system really well. Like really well. Okay. I was actually, um, my area of specialty was integrations. So it, we got to the point where we were now starting to talk with the healthcare system. So emergency room, back and forth, providers, vendors, equipment and supplies. I was also, we were doing this back-end module with financials and um, HR and privacy. So this was a really big beast. Yeah. A big beast of a system that works beautifully. And then the Ministry of Health actually looked at it and said, you guys have built something that maybe we were trying to get eHealth to do, (laughs) didn't quite work out. This could be a gold standard on how we build a database for the common health record. Potentially,
1: right? Which is not in existence anymore. Not uh, no. yet. I mean,
0: there's been lots of initiatives. I'm not as close. I always in touch. ask my
1: wife, "Why uh, don't we have digital health records?" And she says, "Long story."
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's getting pe- the hardest part is getting people on the same page, mm. and a lot of legacy. It's, it's going to be a huge undertaking. I still believe. Um, I think blockchain could solve it, but okay, that's another. Interesting. That's another. Yeah, yeah, interesting... yeah, maybe
1: we're getting closer to it. Yeah, right?
0: exactly. But so, you
1: kind of built something that could be seen as a, a nice sort of base for where they could get started uh, exactly or, so, or give them ideas it was anyway.
0: a it was purely a, a patient management system that yeah. talked to multiple offices um, multiple t- it was team managed it was group managed you had tasks you had calendars you have financials uh everything that you need to build it was in there it was a beautiful system we had two floors of tech that yeah, built so, this so
1: now you're you're in tech i'm in tech which you were never in before, except for right? telehealth telehealth you started Sort of. Yeah. I mean,
0: in, the, in I that you it. were
1: using computers. Yeah, I was using, and, yes. <laughs> but this is building a, Help, a yeah, system. Or
0: educating on it and, and really learning about really more. Not I'm not a coder. I'm not anything like that. No. I could have been if I took that. Other. No, but there's a lot of
1: different <laughs> roles to be played right. in a tech company. Right. And Workflow was
0: big. Yeah. Workflow was a big piece of it in order to, like, to you can build features, but unless you know how it all works together. That's so important. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because, you know, we... we we say, like, you know, the people who code can't really talk to people right. and vice versa, yes, right? Yes, yes. So you do, you know, there are people. Yeah. You know, like Bill Gates probably is uh, one of them.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> who yeah. can do
1: both. Exactly. Right? Run, run the business and, and, do, uh, and, and look at the code. Yep. But, yeah, I really, I like the story so far, even if we haven't even got to your current role yet, <laughs> because it just, it just says that, like, you could have just been an, a nurse in yep. a hospital for 40 years. Right. And... Maybe people think that that's what they're getting into right. when they go to school. That's right. To do something. And it doesn't have to be that no. way. It, it, it no, it doesn't. And you don't have to be a lifelong learner like you. You just have to be open to opportunities and adding on little pieces here and there. Yep. To, and to eventually find out what it is that you want or what it is that you're good at. Yep. And I, you, that's what you figured out, right? Like, yes. What, like, do you have a summary? What it is? What is it that you're good at? I, I have a, an idea in my head, but you I probably like, could describe. I it I mean, better. if I
0: had to do like a really quick summary, because I yeah. think it simplifies it too much, but that's a good point. Um, I like to create things. Yeah. I like. I like. You know, when I was. Um, a builder. Yeah, like when I was in the pharma thing, I like to build these models. I like to create, take an idea, and then see it come out the other side mm-hmm. like as a model in a waiting room when i was educating uh, i like to create a training program that i could basically implement sent across the province on a webinar and then see how that ends up in people's usage and actually ultimately impacting patients you're
1: leaving a legacy
0: i That's guess what, I never like you're leaving it. yeah right never thought of it you're that leaving way, uh,
1: I guess. stuff behind yes to- to improve
0: yes I, you're,
1: you're improving society i guess as it goes yep i'll oh, make it real big let's, yeah, make, it let's, big. let's make it big let's make
0: okay i like i like changing, that idea you're changing the yeah, world
1: yeah for sure yeah so you're yeah you're a builder i like that description yep.
0: i'm a builder and, and i think there's always been a creative part of me that's always needed to get out and i find ways to bring it out mm-hmm. um i'm also very um i love uh, i always kind of make fun of myself uh as i'm really nerdy and i like apps and and platforms and mm-hmm. how to integrate things to make things work really efficiently. Sure, I like finding automation. automation, systems, mm-hmm. processes, all of that stuff. So, so it, basically,
1: it, you get more creativity if you automate exactly. the things that just can do the whatever by themselves. Then you can focus on the creative stuff.
0: Exactly, exactly. It's kind of like financials. Like what we're doing at Fineo is we we're trying to offload the burden of the administrative burden, paperwork, calling, all of these things so that I can spend more time with my clients to get to know them. Yeah,
1: so what's the, the, the 30 seconds of the Fineo? I mean, you kind of just said it. Yeah,
0: up. yeah, um, Fineo itself. Or yeah, <laughs> Fineo yeah,
1: itself and then, your, and then your role there, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I mean, Fineo initially came started about um, as a tech company, basically a a verticalized CRM system that will help uh, insurance advisors specifically with their day to day administrative role. So basically managing your your clients and the database. I wanna keep saying patients. I keep yeah, putting no, those back and forth. It's all so similar, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Um, and the ultimate goal really is to help advisors kind of create and maintain those those relationships. Now in addition to that and what we've kind of become is this digital managing general agency or this digital brokerage where okay. we're now building out a marketplace and the backs on the back end so now not only can I manage my clients and do my day to day stuff in it, I can actually process business through it. I so everything is seamless. Market my
1: services? You can or do how?
0: you can you can do um, like you mean as a
1: as if you're an advisor.
0: Yeah, so part of it could be marketing. We also build websites and, and help out with social media for yeah. advisors. So we're kind of that, that one place to really help the advisor um, elevate their game in the, in a tech world. Yes. Um, and also providing a better experience for the client so that they're no longer, their information isn't going into this hole for six weeks, waiting to see if a policy is going to pop out at the other end. So
1: someone's selling insurance as an advisor, mm-hmm. insurance and other financial products, say mm-hmm. mm-hmm. funds, right? Yeah. And... They have clients, and maybe they're keeping them all in an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah,
0: that's common. And
1: then, and then it's time for the client to, what, to renew their insurance or just to review their stuff. Yep. Review their funds. Are we still invested in the right place? Yep. And maybe they don't call them at the right time or they yep. ne- they don't follow up because they're busy getting new clients. right. And so the first part of your system was, hey, let's make it automated for them. Give them a CRM, which is a a client relationship
0: management, customer or client (laughs) relationship manager. It's
1: they're interchangeable, I think. And what that means is, it just makes it easier for you to to make sure your clients or customers are getting good yeah, service exactly. like they're they're you're asking them questions that you oh man it slipped my mind because I have 100 clients and yes. I'm only one person that's right so sorry with that and then people were like well I like this and I like the way that it flows and I like the what you guys are doing can you help me with a whole bunch of other things yeah. <laughs> uh, with my business because really like you know we're ju- we get dropped into these uh entrepreneur roles or these businesses absolutely and there are so many parts to them. Exactly. And we don't know what to do.
0: Exactly. And, and what we're trying to do is consolidate um, and also almost in a way reimagine the whole advisor role. Students right now coming out of like a Seneca College or Durham College yeah. are kind of learning in a legacy system of this kind of similar to what the 59 year olds are retiring, what they're doing. And they're not necessarily prepared yet for a digital for a digital industry, mm-hmm. um, because you know, to be quite frank, a lot of the carriers they're they're like trying to turn around the Queen Mary when it comes to tech. You know, okay. a startup has the nimbleness to be able to kind of pivot and, and experiment and try all these different things. Yeah. And really, our our role right now and our job right now is really listening to the advisor and say, what do you do in your business? Mm-hmm. How do you do it? Um, what are the gaps? what are your goals and how can we support you in those goals so some of the key things that that we recognize were that advisors are not getting the support from their their traditional brokerages and agency in terms of building their business being an entrepreneur Um, yeah i can yeah you have the the licensing and you know how to do a plan but no one is going through with them how to build that business how to create metrics how to um, actually be very tactical to make sure that you're hitting your your income goals, right?
1: Yeah, they're not. They're they're just saying sell our products and be a salesperson. Be a salesperson. Be a salesperson. Push, push and product. And it's, it's so much more than that. No,
0: and it is more than that. And that's, For
1: some people it's not and that's unfortunate and, and maybe really good salespeople will do a good job but it doesn't really help the client very much. Exactly.
0: It? And I think part of what we want to do, you know, sure that the tech is there to support them in, in their day-to-day business but eventually what we're, what we're moving towards and, and part of the vision is to start really integrating some of the, the modern, the kind of like the, the AIs and, and the, the machine learnings into this database now that, has, that can potentially have millions of data points that we can now analyze and say how do we make this even better for the advisor, how do we make it better for the client so it's a little bit more intelligent so that we can now start to look at uh, potential customizations. Okay, so it might honest. look
1: at behavior of a, a client or like things that they have or have bought mm-hmm. and then be able to make recommendations right. that are very specific that maybe the advisor wouldn't think about right exactly. away or let them use that data to drill down a little more and exactly. ask, ask better questions.
0: Yep, It's pattern recognition. We need more of this. Yes. And yeah,
1: we're not all geniuses. No. Like I want to ask the right questions. I want to be like, oh, you know, how did you learn about money? What did you know about money? You know, like, how do you feel? What do you want to do with it? Exactly. But... Maybe I'm not uh, hitting the right point. Exactly. With with a client and we haven't got there yet and there's still like there's still so much they are still confused yeah. about what's going on. It could be
0: as simple as, hey, you have um forty clients that are small families with less than three children, one works at this salary, one works at this salary. Based on the patterns that we're seeing, this is probably a product that you should this is a recommendation of a product yeah. that you should probably be um, proposing to them. And then once you start to collect that, now you have like an intelligent assistant. And and we, we basically, we, we've coined the term mm. a bionic advisor because yeah. we're not of the belief that robotics and, and ro- you know and AI is going to replace the person. Yeah. We're not, you know, robo advice has really, obviously really blown up. And I think there's definitely a place for that in, in terms of diversifying what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But in terms of actually purchasing something that's going to impact my family and my life down the road. I'm still gonna pick up the phone and just double check with somebody. Yeah, I've had might, people call yeah. me and say, "Hey, I'm on the I'm on this um, robo advisor. I won't mention any right now, but I'm on this one right now, and I, I'm just about to click. But am I am I doing this right? Like, am I choosing the right thing? Yeah, they still want that advice.
1: They still need somebody to tell them, even though it's everything's automated in there. That's yeah. right.
0: So there's still, you know, our our core belief and kind of where Finale came from was the pure belief that advisors aren't, aren't going anywhere. We just need to arm them and basically outfit them with all the tools that we have at our disposal um to make them better
1: which is the same for nurses yeah right? the, the what, the what did they care. talk about with healthcare is that you know actually doctors might go away yeah but nurses will always be around yeah because yeah. the soft soft the skills, skills. yeah so soft skills you cannot replace you can't replace and them. this the trust right the yeah. the like i want somebody to help you know yep. like the hands-on even if it's over the phone
0: exactly <laughs> like uh, you know when you talk with with a client um you know uh, the computer is not going to reach out and give you a hug if you're going through a really difficult like debt situation. That's right, right? and not, so, it
1: can't really understand that. Yeah, exactly. that's right. It's not going to have a reaction at all. Right, right. So, so this is your this is where this all ended up. This is
0: where it culminated. I mean, after uh, once I kind of um, just to end the story is that. When I was at the OACCAC, um, I had actually became a self-taught e-learning developer. I started to try and digitize some of the training that we were doing still manually. I'm like, okay, guys, we got we to gotta fix this. We got to start automating, doing some kind of interactive e-learning so Mm -hmm. that we can push this people can do it on their own time and then um, an opportunity came up Uh, my my same friend said dar i'm moving to a brokerage brand new starting from the ground just like three years old i want you to come on board the business case for it for me financially was really good i could build a a legacy for my family a business for my family with them and, and really start to build up my clientele and when i joined them because i had all this experience they asked me to be on the board okay and basically long story short my passion having that position was how do we make things more efficient we're scaling really fast here we're growing super fast we're bringing on advisors very quickly how do we ensure um, quality of these advisors how do we onboard them how we train them so i really advocated for a learning management system to try to get but everybody on which i started to build out for them and at the same time i was starting to attend fintech Um, events and I started to open up my network opened up I was meeting a completely different group of people I was now kind of immersing myself in the startup world and I came across Fineo it's like oh we need a CRM we need we don't have anything that we're using we're kind of everyone's trialing different things but not a consolidated solution for for this brokerage and I came across Fineo and I trialed their platform before we became before it became an MG, I was kind of really just testing out the tech, and because I've had so much insight from before in my other job with how I felt things should work—purely yeah. all opinion—but <laughs> I'm very—I feel very strongly about intuitive usage and workflow, and a lot of the things again parallel. There's tasks, it's there's how it all calendars over. and meetings, yeah. there's a client database, there's a profile, there's integrations. So after I mm-hmm. think uh, we kind of joked that I, I gave. Probably about ten pages of feedback, <laughs> and then after some conversation, collaboration, I loved. Fell in love with the team. Um, really loved their vision. Um, you know, Ali, the CEO, said, "Why don't you just come work yeah, for us?" Yeah, come Ella.
1: work for us. <laughs> that's great.
0: So that's that's how it all ended up. This whole long entire story. Yeah. <laughs> kind of ended up no,
1: but it's it, we we need to hear it right because it shows how like building all of these skills really leads yes and being open and also being passionate about creating systems and and learning yes. and growth yep leads you to this and if you didn't have the the need to make things more efficient yeah and you know i mean i'm saying leave legacy <laughs> which we just realized yeah <laughs> but to build something that is going to work
0: yes Right? Yep exactly that's, this is
1: good yeah well that's a good that, way to end it that's
0: how it all came about <laughs> after that long drawn-out story no, I, I, apologize. I, I, I like the
1: story do <laughs> not apologize i love it so yeah well thanks for sitting with me in the park thank you today yes beautiful Again, day right? perfect it's day a, what the rain cleared yep. just for us
0: exactly i think i got a second layer of a tan yeah exactly
1: <laughs> and i gotta move on yeah for sure absolutely but uh, thank yeah you. Th- thanks for coming this is great and uh um yeah fineo yeah, fineo.com. It's F- a free
0: F-I-N-A-E-O.com. Yeah, it's um, failure is not an entrepreneurial option.
1: Oh, I love that. I didn't yeah. even know
0: it was an acronym. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not well known, but uh, that's it's, amazing. it's a good way to remember it. Okay. And uh, free CRM to any advisor wants to, to try it out. Great. That's yep.
1: perfect. Okay. All right. Thanks. thanks. Thanks, both. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. If you're already a subscriber, thanks so much. Please let me know what you think of the show. You can email me at Bo at BoHumphreys.com or tag me on Twitter at Bo It would be nice to know who's out there and who's listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Personal Finance Show. Next week, my guest will be Rona Bierenbaum, financial planner and personal finance expert.